The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode number 85 of the Latter-day Lives podcast. I'm Sean Rapier. I am your host, and thank you again for tuning in this week. Before we get into this week's conversation, I so appreciate those who have taken the time to go out and review. I want to thank uh, on iTunes, uh, Katie Birds, Heidi MC, and Anorak0722. And a couple of you, well, one of you I know, <laughs> was able to pick up on who you were. But another one, we've gotten to know each other through the podcast, and it's so fun getting to know our listeners. I absolutely love it, and I thank you so much for your positive reviews. Again, the reason we love reviews is because it helps other people to find the show. And people are finding the show for the month of March. Uh, we were listened to almost 2,000 times more uh, than any other month previous. It just keeps growing and growing, and we love our guests, we love our listeners, and we really thank you. And this week, what a fantastic guest we have. Danette Smith is the author of the adorable Norman the Latter-day Saint Mouse books. She's going to tell us all about that. And this week in my Latter-day life, I'll give some thoughts on the upcoming General Conference. It's all coming up, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. And my guest tonight, Danette Smith, is actually recording from one of the most beautiful places in the world. Danette, why don't you tell us where you live? Victoria, British Columbia in Canada. Oh, Victoria, British Columbia, one of the prettiest places. I am working from the Latter-day Live studio in Utah, but uh, Danette is up in Victoria, British Columbia. And uh, what a wonderful thing that we have the internet, right? So we can have this conversation. Danette is an incredible illustrator and author. We're going to talk all about her books. But first of all, let's get to know Danette a little bit better. Danette, where are you from? I actually was born in Salt Lake, uh, raised mostly in South Jordan, Utah. Um, yeah, South Jordan, beautiful. Yeah. That's a growing area right now. Yeah, it was it was fields and fields when I was a kid. <laughs> I lived close to Bingham High School, and it's a whole different place there now. Boy, it's changed a lot. That's right. So you're a Utah girl. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your family. How many siblings do you have? I'm third of seven. Four Seven boys kids. And three girls. Wow. Yeah. And for our audience, uh, your brother, Craig, tell us what Craig does for a living. He's a professor at Utah Valley University. And there. Craig is my neighbor yeah. and is a very, very dear friend of mine. I got to be his home teacher way back when we had a home teaching program. <laughs> and <laughs> Wasn't that I. Long ago. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, uh, that's true. I love Craig and his family so much. But but uh, you and I have never been able to sit down, but we connected independently. But yes. uh, Craig is just awesome. So you have a total of six siblings. There are yes. seven of you total. Yes. And uh, what did your dad do for a living? My dad was an art teacher. He taught first at West Jordan Junior High and then uh, moved over to Ochre it's Ochre Mountains, isn't it? 
Ochre yeah. Hills Junior High, whatever. It was a middle school, Ochre Hills Middle School, I believe. But he taught art. Yes, he taught art for 30 was years. Was he an artist also? Like, did he do his yes. own art as well? Yeah, um, but not for sale or anything. I know he has a piece in, I think, South High. He has some from high school age. He went to the University of Utah. and uh, But mostly he has stuff in our homes, <laughs> his children's homes. <laughs> but yes, he he's a very gifted artist. Um, yeah. I think so. you have to be, right? I mean, to teach art, you have to be a pretty good yeah. artist, I well, would imagine. And, and he amazed me as a child. Uh, well, not super young because I didn't know about it. But it, when I got into junior high, I used to get to go help him clean up his his rooms uh, at the end of the year or go help set it up. And he taught in junior high things that even seniors in high school, you know, <laughs> just doing. He really uh, was an amazing art teacher. Did you know you were artistic uh, when you were young? Yeah, yeah. Well, all of us, um, my parents being who they were, when we'd go to the zoo, we'd take sketch pads. <laughs> so... Um, no kidding. They would have you take sketch pads. It was very natural to draw just and, and paint. And we always had stuff available to us. It was just normal. I didn't think, uh, I couldn't understand. My husband says he can't even draw a stick person. And I just couldn't understand that idea <laughs> because it, it was intuitive for. I got to say, you know what? I mean, all my kids are older now. What a brilliant idea. To have your kids take sketch pads with them when you go places and oh, have them I did draw. That, I did that with my kids because of the fond memories I had of when we used to do that. And they loved it. So did you pursue art when you were young? Like, did you say, okay, I am I am an artist. I'm going to really pursue this. Or was it just a hobby? No. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a hobby. Something I enjoyed. Something that was um, very pleasing. But it was not anything. I was... Um, capable and, and did well in school academically. And my father being an art teacher, um, he was actually super gifted in design and could have gone into something different, but he chose, he's, he's a very stable, conservative person. And he chose the stable, they needed school teachers back forever ago. And, um, <laughs> but school teachers, especially in Utah are not paid properly. <laughs> very poor. Yeah, we I were very poor with seven better. kids. Uh, my mom stayed home. Yeah. I mean, we, we were poor. So to me, that seemed like not a wise choice of a career. <laughs> and interesting. So I, I hadn't thought of it at all. It wasn't until the end of my high school that I had time to take an art class for fun. Yeah. So I didn't. So you were very into academics when you were growing yes. up. Yes. You go through all of school, and where does that take you? Well, I graduated from high school. I went on to university. I ended up uh, going to Utah State for my first year. Uh, Did you always know you wanted to go U to Utah State? Was that a plan from the beginning? Definitely not. I was from Utah and I wanted to see the world. I wanted to go somewhere exciting. I always talked. I don't know if it came from who's the boss or some other stupid show, but I always talked about living in <laughs> Connecticut. 
um, wanting to <laughs> live back east. But when I asked my brother that you're talking about, Craig, where to go, um, he said University of Southern California. So I had planned to go there. But oh, you had planned to go to USC. <laughs> so wait a minute. You know, USC is right in the heart of Los Angeles there. Yeah. You ended up in Logan, Utah. <laughs> well, um, I had some recruiters come to my high school uh, in April, long after decisions are made during my senior year. And um, one of those spiritual experiences where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to go here. <laughs> but no. Really? Yeah. And I, I really fought that. Um because I was all, I had a scholarship, I had everything all set to go to California. And um, that was not even a thought. I, I should be very careful because I love Logan. It is one of the coolest little towns. Or now it's, I mean, it's a good sized city now, but it's tucked away through the canyon. It's close to Idaho. It's just beautiful. I love Logan. But holy cow, if you want contrast, Los yeah. Angeles and Logan are about as uh, about as different as it comes, right? And I have to say that going there, it was fabulous. I loved Utah State. I had a great year, and it was wonderful. And so, so I you did one no year regrets, there as well, just one year. Um, the decision to go, I kind of made a deal with the Lord, if you can, if you call it, can call it that, where I said, okay, <laughs> if you really want me to go here, give me a scholarship, and I applied for the scholarship in the school and, and got ex accepted for the scholarship before my acceptance to the school came, which I think it was just the mail because I don't think that's possible. Um, and I knew, <laughs> okay, I get it. So I went, but my, my scholarship was full ride, but only for a year. And after oh, that, I felt like, hey, I'm free. <laughs> This was great. Did you look at renewing? Did you look at renewing scholarships? Not and, at all. For a second I year? Just, no, I you didn't. thought this is it. I felt like yeah. I was done. I did what I was expected to do. And it, and it was a fabulous year. I, I have absolutely no regrets about that year. Yeah. But then. But you were doing your generals, right? You you hadn't declared or anything. Um, no, I declared. And I actually had taken mm -hmm. major courses. I had taken. I remember I was in a. So I was an advertising major. But advertising at mm. Utah State is in the art department. I had taken several art mm. classes, including a 400-level drawing class that just blew me away. I was this little freshman with, oh, my goodness, all kinds of <laughs> levels. And my professor, the neatest guy, I can't remember his name, but he was old. And I, when he came by me one of the days, I covered my work. Because it was just so intimidating, I guess. Anyway, and he started laughing, stopped the whole class. It was this huge studio. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, in all my years, I've only had one other person do that. Um, but it, it was pretty intimidating. But I got an A mm. and I felt competent and I learned a lot and it was good. So you leave there though. You, you only do one year? Yes. Where did you head from Logan? Well, I... Um, applied my next door neighbor we were good friends and, and she wanted to go back to go to BYU because she had a, a boyfriend there and so I applied to BYU they had tried to woo me when I was still in high school because I had won an art competition so I already figured maybe they'll want me because they wanted me before um, 
And I got accepted, although I applied so late, I didn't have a scholarship. And I wasn't convinced I wanted to do advertising there. And I didn't think I wanted to do art because I thought that they only had fine arts. They they have more. And now their other arts are so amazing. They have so many just the the um what what they're doing with animation and with uh commercial art stuff is is just phenomenal but advertising at BYU at the time that I was there was not in the art department it was if you're a creative it was english and i was competent in english but that writing copy all the time didn't sound fun and then there was marketing and the business as an emphasis. And the other one was sales. And I really hate to sell things. It, I know that makes no <laughs> sense. An advertiser who hates to sell, sell, but. No, I think that advertising, I mean, I've worked with a lot of ad agencies doing some stuff. There are creatives there who all they care about is the creative process. Exactly. And then there are the business guys who just want numbers and they want to grow their sales. Yeah. So. so I get that. That makes so, sense. So anyway, I wasn't sure. So I started out as a as a French major thinking I'd go to France and study there or something. <laughs> but yeah, you have some romantic oh, ideas. Yeah, like, crazy. You know. <laughs> I sure. still have never, I mean, I've been to France, but I, I really wanted to know a language by living there right, and, and right. living in another country. We never could afford for me to do an exchange program. And when I turned yeah. 21, uh, that's when I got married. So I didn't get to go on a mission. <laughs> And and besides, the Lord would have, in all wisdom, sent me to Boise, Idaho, or something, because the reason to go on a mission is not to learn a language. But yeah, which and Boise's awesome yeah, too. Yeah. So that would have been and good it would have been good. But you end up at BYU. What did you? Uh, what did you think of BYU? I loved it. I loved it, and I discovered yeah. that I loved marketing. So I I I had loved the creative art visual idea of advertising, but at BYU, I discovered I loved the business marketing. It's fascinating <laughs> why people may, I mean, you're studying why people purchase things or, or do something and how right. to convince them to do that. But it was, I enjoyed it very much. And I, That's awesome. I loved the campus, loved my professors there and, and met my husband. So there are a lot so of people who have kind of a well, that was what I was going to ask. There are a lot of people who have kind of a preset idea of you go to BYU, you get married. Well, and I was about to ask, and turns out that, yeah, you kind of are, are maybe the the typical well, part of that, Well, see, right? that's, I think, what, what um, made me not want to go there when they were trying to woo me. Because especially growing up in Utah, you get the idea that you're going there for your MRS. Um, and that... I did not want that idea. Um, Your MRS, that is so funny. But, but nowadays, oh my goodness, it is like to get into BYU, it's the cream of the crop. It's it's totally, yes. I mean, back when I got in, I was a good student, but <laughs> it was a different ball yeah. game than it is now. And sure. so very prestigious and very impressive. Oh, it is. And actually so, living uh, away from Utah uh, I'm sorry, but there aren't choices here. So you kind of want your kid to go get their MRS <laughs> as well as good degree. <laughs> yes. And a lot of marriages do come out of BYU, but it shouldn't be lost that that's not, 
That's not why people go to school no, there. No, and mean, that's not a, why I was there. That program. was not what I yeah. was intending. I wasn't thinking of that. So when you went to BYU, had you only lived in Utah your whole life then? Yeah. I In between my first and second year of university, I went to New York. So I, I oh, okay. applied for BYU and got accepted and everything. And then something else happened. And I had an opportunity to go be a nanny in New York. And I didn't get... I didn't uh, decline my acceptance at BYU or change that, but I took off to New York intending to be there for a year or more. I thought I would get my foot in the door because I'm get used to New York because I'm a little Latter-day Saint girl from Utah. And uh, then... But also hard of advertising in New York. I mean, did you think you might stay there? Yeah. I, I would, that was a dream, right? In fact, in our, I was in the nanny branch. We had about 200 nannies and <laughs> what are you serious? Five priesthood holders. So that's why we were a branch. Um, so it was just a bunch of wealthy people who had nannies who had Latter day Saint nannies. Yeah, lots of, was lots a big, of people. Was a big part of your ward or your branch. Lots of people wanted Latter day Saints because they could trust them and because they were used to kids and, you know, whatever. So a lot of nannies. That's funny. And, and we were part of the, we had our sacrament meeting with the um, family ward. So it extended into the gym every single week for sacrament meeting. It was a huge, long sacrament meeting, passing the sacrament to two wards, basically. But then yeah, I, I guess so. we only had five guys, pretty much. So uh <laughs> We had oh our gosh. our Sunday school and relief society and priesthood after, and and we did had activities and stuff. One of the um, young men did work on Madison Avenue at an ad agency. He had gone to BYU and done BYU's internship in New York, which they have a fabulous internship program um, in advertising cool. in connection with some really great agencies in New York, and he ended up getting staying in New York. And that was pretty cool to talk to him. Um, Did you think that was going to be your path that you're okay now I'm a New Yorker or did you plan on going back? I didn't know. I I had my employer uh, that I was a nanny for, she worked at FIT and Fashion Institute of Technology. And I thought- Fashion Institute? I could be a designer. (laughs) I could go there and be a fashion designer (laughs) or something. Um, yeah. but I, but fortunately for your husband and your children and your life and everything you've created, you ended up going back to Utah. Yes. yes. So that's great. How did you meet your husband? Uh, we were in the same ward. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's, you know, just a kind of a classic yeah, story yeah. is your husband. So you said your husband is not, uh, an artist. Is he art? Is he artistic in other ways? No. Not really. <laughs> he's, no, it's the opposite. Yeah, track type. yeah. He's very athletic. He's very he he does the gardening. We have a, a gorgeous garden that is all him. He's a fisherman. Yeah. We both graduated together. We got married. Uh, had one more year of university. Graduated together, and then he went on to law school. And he actually was all he had a acceptance and a scholarship to BYU law school. And we were very seriously considering that. 
He'd also been accepted to the University of Victoria Law School, and they actually called him up to try to convince him to come back to Victoria and gave him a scholarship. And we said, he, I knew when I married him that I'd likely be here because he yeah. liked it here and wanted to come back home. <laughs> um, and so we thought if we were going to start having a family at all, uh, Victoria would be a better choice. Um, I know people in the U S don't, uh, agree or understand Canadian um, health insurance, but I tell you, it's a dream and um, we could have Mm. a family here much easier than down there. So we came back here. Uh, Not to mention for me, I mean, and Utah is beautiful, but you know, Victoria as well. And it's just a beautiful place. It is really one of the prettiest places I've ever been. I love it here. Great, great place to raise a family. It is. Awesome. It is. Especially the island is so nice and, and it's a good place. Yeah. So once you start having children, um, did you did you work? Did you end up working in your field? Nope. <laughs> when we came no. back up here, I at first I didn't have any status, um, no residency yet, even though we'd been working yeah. on it. Uh, so I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. And it was heavenly at first. I mean, when you've been going to school or working <laughs> your whole life, I said you were what, five? Sure. It was like, yay, a break. Um, and then the day my residency came through, we had to cross the border. So my brother Craig was down in Seattle going to UW to get his PhD there. And so we spent the weekend down in Seattle. And that night we crossed the border, they stamp everything. I'm official and I'm throwing up pregnant. So I. Wow. So by the time you could work, here come the kids. I feel like it. Yeah. I, I actually, after morning <laughs> sickness was gone, I went out there and had my portfolio and got some offers. And then I was like, no, I'm not really going to do this. So, because yeah. I couldn't commit to them. I, I was starting a family and. So right. how many, cho- so how many children do you have now? I have four. Um, you have four and how old's your youngest? My baby is 21. <laughs> so you're kind of in this new phase of life, yeah. right? You've, you've spent, you've spent a lot of time raising children, wonderful children and hanging out in a beautiful place. And then somewhere in here, uh, a very cute mouse ends up making an appearance. Yes. Why don't you tell us about Norman? So, Sounds like a good time yeah, to get to Norman. So that baby, who's now 21, uh, was in her last year of high school. Um, and she wanted, we were trying to get scholarships and just whatever they could get. Uh, and she was enjoyed writing, was gifted at writing, had won awards and things. And so was putting together a portfolio for a particular scholarship. And she said she wanted to have a children's book in there because that's a lot less daunting than an actual novel. She didn't have any of those anyway. So um, Mm. she wrote we, we talked about it, but uh, like bounced ideas back and forth. She noticed she went to Desert Book and saw that there aren't a lot of children's books. 
we I read to the children when they were grow as they were growing up. I read Berenstain Bears was one of our favorite series. Oh yeah, and, love the Berenstain Bears. And um, she thought of, hey, what about something like that that is a member of the church? And um, a church mouse seemed appropriate. Uh, so <laughs> she wrote the book, Norman Gets a Blessing. And uh, I illustrated it for her. And she submitted that as part of her scholarship. And she got the scholarship. So that's. And the scholarship was, was it, was it church based for the people who were reviewing it? <laughs> no, this was. That's pretty. That, that's pretty gutsy to to do. Norman gets a blessing as a scholastic. It was super gutsy sample. because um, here in Victoria, in her high school of like twelve hundred students, five were members of the church. Her, her sister, her best friend, her best friend's cousin, and five. her cousin. So the five of them were the members in her well four grades <laughs> in that high school, and and. Uh, it's very liberal in the Northwest, very, um, yeah, not not yeah, the sure. place where a religious piece would normally do well. And, and this was a district, Victoria Dogwood District, Victoria District Dogwood Award, that's what it's called. So a Victoria District Award. Um, so it wasn't just her school. It was the many yeah. schools that make up the Victoria District. Um, were you worried? Did you did you try to counsel her at all that hey maybe for something scholastic Norman gets a blessing? Here's a mouse getting a priesthood blessing. Where did you did you think about that or was it just? I thought no, about it, of, but what, I didn't say doing? a word. <laughs> I encouraged her. I thought it was a great idea uh, for a book. I thought yes, she did a great idea, job, and I was hoping that they wouldn't hold it against her. <laughs> That is so unbelievably cool. I just think that's great. So she ends up getting a scholarship off of Norman, a mouse, who gets a blessing. And the idea behind the book is that it teaches you what a blessing is. By the way, I happen to be holding in my hand at this moment the book, Norman Gets a Blessing. (laughs) Uh, And really, the purpose of the book, it's a great story. I mean, it's a true story book. And... But really, the bottom line is it's to teach what a blessing exactly. is, Exactly. Right? She used um, the primary manual at the time to for the part where, I can't remember if it's grandpa or dad, explains what a blessing is to her. That's taken from the primary manual that, I mean, now they've changed to come follow me. But at the time, the, the primary manuals is what she looked at to see what did they say to the primary kids of what a blessing is. And so she wrote that down. And actually the editor, when they, they said, oh, that's kind of, you know, complex words for a little kid. And hey, it was in the primary manual. I don't think it's co- that complex. <laughs> so we left it, even though she suggested, oh, you might want to make some things not so complex. Because if they're going to explain it that way in primary, it's got to be okay. Yeah. Well, this is one of the things I love. I've I've had the chance to read uh, the Norman books, and one of the things I love is it's a it's a real story. I mean, it's not just you know a lot of children's books have you know one sentence or you know a few words on each page. Um, I'm impressed with how much Norman gets a blessing is not in any way patronizing. 
you know, it's a, it, I found myself, now I am not a very smart man, <laughs> but I found myself kind of engrossed in the story. I mean, Norman's having dreams. He's sick. You know, he's going through this stuff. It's a great story on top of everything else. Well, thank you. And you did the illustrations. Did, did, when you did the illustrations, was that was what was submitted? It was submitted with your drawings? Yeah. Now, at the time, and I, you, we talked about me being an artist. And yes, if you look at my artwork up until Norman, um, I'm very much a realist. I Back in 2005, I think it was, I put something in the church's international art competition, Um and it made it into the museum. It was very cool. Unfortunately, my parents were on their mission in Boston, so they never got to see it in real life hanging in the museum. Mm. But of course, it's hanging next to, um, oh, a Greg Olson or something. So it didn't look quite as great, <laughs> but I felt like it was great. Anyway, um, I'm sure it was great. But it's no, very sure much it awesome. realistic. I, I liked people. I, yeah. I did a lot of, like, if you look at my fine art that I've done, the, the paintings and stuff that I've done. They're usually a people, they're very realistic. And so Norman was a huge struggle for me. Craig, all my siblings, you, you asked if we were artistic. We all are artistic, except for I have one brother who never felt like he was artistic. He wasn't necessarily able to draw and paint and everything, but he was very, very creative and very clever. He was more of a comedian <laughs> and he was just hilarious and just very creative, but not like drawing or anything, but we each have different abilities. And Craig had the, the coolest uh, cartoon that he did back in high school. I don't know. Like he used to do this cartoon with these animals that was great, but I never could do that kind of thing because I wanted it to be realistic. Mm. And so Norma was a huge stretch for me to make them be more or to make this whole thing. That's not, a, a realistic yeah, thing. It's not super real. Yes. It's for children. And yeah. and so um originally Norman looked a little bit different. His his head was a little more triangular. But then in trying to um spin him around and get the different angles of him looking this way and that, it it evolved a little bit. So the one the drawings yeah, for the I, original I book that she submitted are a little bit different as I evolved a little bit in my. I, I think it's awesome. And one of the things I love about it is it's very clean. Thank you. you have a, you have a style, you have an aesthetic that's just, it's very clean lines. It's very simple, clean. And I don't mean simple, like it must've been easy to draw. Cause there's a lot of, there are a lot of details, but you kind of hone in on the right details. You know, it's not, it's not overly cluttered or busy. It's just really simple, cute, adorable drawings. I mean, you've never seen anything cute until you've seen a mouse sitting in pajamas with two men wearing uh, ties and whatnot, giving a blessing (laughs) to this little mouse. I mean, you know, it's adorable. It's really, really cute. So when was the idea then to, okay, we've done this. Let's turn it into a book. Well, after Brittany went to school... I kept thinking about Norma. I was an empty nester for a little bit. <laughs> and because her brother was on a mission, her other brother was in Provo at BYU there. And her sister was also with her at BYU, Idaho. So all the kids were gone. And I would go out running and I just kept having these ideas. And the first book that I actually wrote after that, 
um, was the Norman keeps the Sabbath day holy. And I sent her, send it to her and have her, you know, put her two bits in. But, but honestly, over these last, you know, since then, she's been very, she graduates in December. So she's been very involved in school. <laughs> um, so she hasn't right. done a lot. She's uh, done some, but I just couldn't stop thinking. So about you've it. really taken on the writing. You so now you're doing the yeah, writing. Yeah, I in do. The art. I, I mean, she still she did write the the mission during a school during a break in the one of the summer. She wrote the missionary one, and I just kind of cleaned yeah. it up. And you know, we worked together, and we have together on ideas. How, how many how many Norman books are well, there? There are five that are published. We have another one that we had totally written and had edited called Norman Goes to Primary. However, it was kind of Cute. like when the last one, I was getting ready to publish it. And then there was all this stuff about come follow me. And you know what? I had to rewrite and redo things because primary <laughs> is not two hours anymore. Because it, it was explaining it's that idea from going from nursery into primary. Oh, and they yeah, don't of course, have sharing of time the same. It's all singing time. You don't have... Opening prayer, if you've already done singing time, you know, little things like that had to be changed. So, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Well, you had a bigger change because what was Norman's original it name? Was, it was Norman, but the reason we I named him Norman, <laughs> Brady, I'm surprised she went along with that because she probably thought it was quite cheesy, but is because Norman the Mormon. So my book, yes. my um, website was the URL and you could still get there from typing in normanthemormon.com um, since the church changed theirs. It's now normanbookseries.com, but either URL will get you to me. Um, and and yeah. But in the books, mm -hmm. I never say he's Mormon, ever. It just rhymed. Right. It was just perfect. And my website did say Norman the Mormon. And when President Nelson came out with what it, the – emphasis on the proper name, I crossed out Mormon and just put Latter-day Saint above it. So you'd still have that connection, yeah. but I don't ever refer to him as Mormons or anybody as Mormons. It just, sure. it worked before. <laughs> but tell us about, tell us about Norman's Instagram page, because this is how I got to know you, which we didn't realize that, you know, the connection with your brother, somehow I I, we ended up following each other Instagram. on yeah. on Instagram, and I was so fascinated by Norman because he kept popping up in my feed. Uh, tell tell us about uh, Inst uh, Instagram and Norman's yeah, travels. Well, uh, when I started doing the social media and and everything, um, put out my website, got on Instagram. Um, not long after, I had these ideas. I would put paintings on. I would put with with quotes or something you know the the LDS Latter-day Saint memes or whatever yeah. I had planned sure. to do that sort of thing and then not long after I launched it um my husband and I went on a trip to Hawaii for 10 days <laughs> to the BYU football game in Hawaii and I thought ah I'm leaving and um at the time I was actually taking the self-reliance business class which I Shout out to the self-reliance classes. They are fabulous. Put a plug in for those. They yeah, are just cool. inspirational and definitely worth taking all of them. I mean, I've only taken the business one, but my my one son has taken the uh, one for 
education for a better job and the finance one. And they're just highly recommended. Yeah, they are. So anyway, I was in this group, um, in our little group. And I said, "Ah, I'm going on vacation. What do I do? I've just started this. And I, on my vacation, I'm not going to be able to be painting and, you know, put things in. And one of the other members in the group said, well, how about like a flat Stanley? And it's like, yeah, flat Norman. So I made a flat Norman and it's, you can go to my website. You can go to the website and download your own in the kid's corner, print it up and and take it with you. And so I took Norman, I, I laminated him and took him with me to Hawaii. He went snorkeling and, um, (laughs) he, he went everywhere with me. And so that's how that started. And other people have taken him around the world. He's been to China and Japan and, Australia and Thailand and and for those unfamiliar with with flat Stanley I mean basically it's a little cute adorable cutout of Norman and then it's laminated and uh, and then you just take pictures of him in different places he's been in front of the temple he's been to the beach he's been snorkeling he's kind of just been all over and it's fun to follow well, and, him. and as as so Norman so the character in the books similar I because it's kind of like a Berenstain bear idea um, I'm consistent with what they do. Uh, Norman always wears his red T-shirt. However, he goes to church. So at church, he always wears his white shirt and red bow tie. And his sister Emily always <laughs> wears her pink dress or her pink shirt. Well, um, the Norman, the flat Norman uh, is printed up with him. He waves his his hand. But on one side, you fold it in half and glue it together and cut it out. One side, he's wearing his red shirt, so he can be more casual, Norman. And the other side, he's wearing his white shirt with bow tie. So you get both I love it. Both things for one. <laughs> What's the reaction people have given you? Like you've got, I know you've got big fans, people who just absolutely adore these books. What's the response you've gotten on the books? We had an excellent response with people who uh, are looking because there isn't anything out there. I've just had the sweetest things that just a few weeks ago, I had a lady contact me and she said, I got your Norman and Temple Marriage. That was the first one we published, Norman and Temple Marriage. And she said, I got that when you you started and I love it. And my daughter... My six-year-old asked me to read it every single night. Do you have any other ones done yet? And I, I said, yes, as a matter of fact, we do. And so she got the other four. But that, that made me feel really good. <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful. And now uh, not only can you see uh, Norman gets a blessing and all the other Norman things he does, but you can see that Norman guarda el día de reposo yes. santo. <laughs> which is Norman keeps the Sabbath day holy. You are now making these books yes, in Spanish. Yes. I, um, there are so many members of the church uh, in the U S and around the world who speak Spanish. Well, that's so neat. Now Norman is in different yes. languages. If, if people want to buy the Norman books, what's the best place for them to go? Well, they are all on Amazon um, and you can search up on yeah. Amazon. Uh, if you put Norman Mormon, even though, you know, we don't do that. That comes up sometimes. <laughs> I, I think, think it's Norman acceptable Mouse to search for that, up. though. <laughs> Norman Latter-day Saint, Norman LDS, any of those sort of things, it will come yeah. up. I'm not sure if you put my name in, if that comes up. But the Norman, you, you remember Norman the Mormon. That, 
If if you put in Norman Mormon book, I will be shocked if something else Actually, comes there is, up. Actually, there are a few others I that think, come up. That's kind of strange. But, uh, really? Yeah, they come up. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Way. Well, it is an adorable series of books. Are you are you planning on more? Definitely, definitely. And oh, that's awesome. Are are you reworking yeah, the primary well, one now? It's to the stage where it's ready to be re. I had to re-illustrate everything because, like I said at first, I just kind of did them loose and wasn't sure, and I evolved and 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 to yeah. have it be ready for publication, I went through and totally re, you know, was more careful with illustrations, and and that one actually had yeah. to have some changes in illustrations, but. I think it is just phenomenal, and I would highly recommend to our listeners, if you are looking for a baptism gift, if you are looking for a new member gift, if you're looking for a Christmas gift, I mean, these are the cutest. This is what you want your kids sitting and reading, and especially on a Sunday. We're always looking, especially when our kids were little, what do we do You know, to keep everybody happy, especially when it's snowing or raining outside or whatever. These books, I could just see it. Uh, if you want your kids to read, get them the uh, the Norman series of books. They are fantastic. By the way, I also think we're going to start getting Norman and Temple Marriage and start giving it to young married couples as their wedding gift and just slide a gift card in with it. Because I don't know, I just think it's so adorable. Norman on the front with his big red bow tie. Just awesome. Danette, this has been so fantastic. I love learning about your story. And I also think there's a great message to all of us. Gosh, if you have a dream, you have a passion for something, go out and do it. I mean, look at what you've created. I just think it's it's really, really cool. Um, we're going to close with the question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, Danette, what does being a member of the church mean to you? It means everything. Um, I am so grateful for the opportunity I have to be a member of the church. The the I've seen, especially living in an area where there aren't a lot of members of the church, um, the blessing that it is to have the gospel in your life and that direction and that knowledge, it's very humbling to realize and to watch a lot of converts come in because in an area where there are a lot of converts to see the change that they go through. I am so grateful for the the church and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The books are Norman. He's the Latter-day Saint Mouse. So they can be found on and Amazon you can get there from my as website. well as if you just There is a book set and give us the web yeah, address Norman one more Book time. Series or normanthemormon.com if that's easier to remember. <laughs> but normanbookseries.com. Fantastic. You can see all the books and they have a little write up, but they also, you can click right to the Amazon links from there. Awesome. Danette is a mother, a wife, an author, an illustrator. And uh, a pretty darn amazing Latter-day Saint. Thank you so much for coming on, Danette, and sharing your Latter-day life with us. Thank we really appreciate me. it. And my special thanks to Danette Smith for coming on. We had so much fun recording. She is just wonderful. Uh, I need to point out, I feel I need to point out that, you know, we recorded it online and the program that I use to record is fantastic. It really gets great audio. But we don't see each other. It's not a video program. So sometimes if it seemed like I was kind of cutting her off, I apologize. It's that we couldn't see each other. So it makes it a little bit clunky. I, I like doing interviews in person when possible. 
But I love meeting saints all around the world. So we're going to continue doing some online interviews, and uh, we're just grateful that we have this amazing technology. Uh, This week in my Latter-day life, uh, I was watching on Facebook. I was looking, and uh, Third Hour is a group that uh, puts out Latter-day Saint content, and they had a video that was uh, just titled Bridge Over Troubled Water, I think, or it might have been General Conference Bridge Over Troubled Water. And I pressed play, and boy, was I not disappointed. Uh, Third Hour has taken conference clips from over the years. And I mean, there are clips of President Hinckley and clips of President Hunter. I mean, it's over the course of many years. And it's set to the music for Bridge Over Troubled Water. And they've spliced in general authorities, uh, many men and women who have spoken in general conference, and kind of put together a lot of the words of Bridge Over Troubled Water. They shared some of the humorous moments. They shared some of the apostles crying and uh, sharing testimony. And I, I found it so inspiring. I got very, very emotional and got very choked up while I was watching it. And I was so moved by it that I shared it uh, on our Facebook page. If you want to find it, you can either go to Third Hour or go to the Latter-day Lives Facebook page, and it's right there. Um, But I was so touched by it. And then I showed it to my wife, and I found myself tearing up again. And afterward, I was kind of thinking about it. And I realized it really comes down to I love conference. I have so many good memories of conference. And there are certain talks that I always go back to. And we all have general authorities that uh, specifically sort of speak to us. We all have our favorites. We all have things we look forward to, different parts. But I think about sitting at home with my family. I think about sitting and watching it. I think about priesthood session, always with my father, with my sons. Uh, Glad we have another priesthood session. But it, it also got me to thinking, what am I doing this week to prepare myself for conference? I was grateful for that video because it put me in the mood. But what else are we going to do? What else are you going to do? What else am I going to do to prepare ourselves so it's not like the first time we think about conferences on Saturday morning at whatever time it is local for you uh, when the sessions begin? This is a great week and a great opportunity for us to look back at old conference talks, to pray about the things that we need help with so we can find the right messages, to, to figure out logistics sometimes. We have to figure out what kids we're picking up at what time and and how we're going to have them over and everything else. Uh, but I would highly suggest for each one of us, me included, that we plan for conference, that we're ready for those messages, and that our hearts are open and prepared. And boy, that video from Third Hour is a wonderful start. <laughs> and I think I might watch it again once or twice, because I just get giddy and excited for conference. What an awesome time. And I hope you have a wonderful and blessed a general conference and a fantastic week. And that's what's happening this week in my Latter-day life. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And until next week, when we have another fantastic episode for you, please remember, as always, there is a great, big, beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>